is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today, there's too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like, if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Ah, yes. It is finally here, folks. Week one of the NFL season is upon us. The full Sunday slate. Does it get any better? We've been waiting. We've been waiting for so long since the Super Bowl ended, actually. And we finally have some fantasy football here for you. I am Jeff Meller, back with you for another season of Fantasy Football Frenzy here on ESPN 1000. We will be with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m., taking you till 9, and answering whatever fantasy football-related questions you have. Feel free to give me a call at 312-332-3776. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. And if you're new to the program, well... This is kind of how it goes. I will start off by hitting the main topics in fantasy football that I think you need to be aware of. What may be affecting you this week in week one, whether they're injury related or in week one, kind of what we expect to see from some of the bigger names that may or may not be playing. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk the last, uh, well, what should we call it, last 48 hours about what was going on with Antonio Brown. And uh, you know what? That seems like the perfect place to start. So if you're unfamiliar with the show, let me just kind of show you how it goes. Steelers at Patriots. Steelers first and goal at the four. Ben goes empty set. Gets the shotgun snap. He fires for the goal line. Touchdown! Antonio Brown right down the gut. Right to left. Ben hit him perfectly in stride as he beat free safety Ron Parker. All right, so that highlight, courtesy of WDVE in Pittsburgh, and of course it was Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown, and you know why I'm playing. That doesn't just affect the Steelers and the Patriots, because of course that affects another game as well, the late-night Monday-nighter. Broncos at Raiders. We've got uh, lots of people being affected by Antonio Brown's insanely entertaining last, uh, last few months here, so... To get you caught up on the situation, if uh, you've been living in a cave or just been uh, kind of gone off the grid for the last 24 hours, Antonio Brown asked for his release on Friday night. He received it Saturday morning, and by 3 o'clock, 3.01 Central Time, he had agreed to terms with the Patriots after the Raiders released him. Now, he's not eligible to sign his contract until tomorrow, Monday So he will not be with the Patriots in any way tonight. He will not be on the sidelines. He will not be playing. So if you're an Antonio Brown owner who had been toggling him back and forth into your lineup the past few days because you heard he had been suspended by the Raiders and was not going to play in week one and then heard that, oh, no, wait, he had made a tearful apology with team captains on Friday morning. And so don't worry. He's back in action and ready to go Monday night. Oh, no. He's released. You can officially take Antonio Brown out of your lineup. He will not be playing today. But for fantasy purposes, if you did draft Antonio Brown, I know it's frustrating not to have 
maybe a you know second or third round pick in your lineup for week one. I do think this is there's no way to deny that this is a better move for Antonio Brown. The Patriots, the offense, the way that works, it seems to be like a perfect fit for Antonio Brown. So while it's frustrating not to have him in week one, the good news is that for the long term, the the 15 other weeks that he hopefully will be playing, it is a good move for his fantasy value. So uh, I think that's pretty much the breakdown you needed. He will not be in uniform or on the sidelines for the Patriots because he has not officially signed his contract cannot do so until tomorrow uh, afternoon but uh, all things considered it is a good move for Antonio Brown owners. Falcons at Vikings. Kirk Cousins out of the shotgun takes the snap floats out to the left looks to the end zone passes caught touchdown it's a touchdown to Stephon Diggs all right so Stephon Diggs highlight courtesy of K-Fan in Minneapolis Stefan Diggs dealing with a hamstring injury expected to go today, but he's going to be less than 100%. So my advice on this, if you are a Diggs owner and you feel comfortable with some of your other options at wide receiver, maybe not a bad idea in week one to turn to them. Obviously depends on what you're looking at. If uh, you don't love the alternatives you have on your bench right now because you did pick Diggs in the fourth, fifth round, then go ahead and play him because he's expected to go again. Always check the inactives at uh, 10, 45, 11 o'clock just to make sure that nothing has changed. But as of right now, we expect Stefan Diggs to be available for the Vikings. So if you're a Diggs owner and you were a little bit nervous, good news is he should be good to go. But again, less than 100%. So if you like your options, maybe not a bad idea to turn to them today. Clock starts to turn. Snap to Ryan. Back go look. Now, pumps, throws, The fan in Atlanta, Julio Jones with the touchdown on that play. And of course, Julio Jones signs a big deal. A contract extension yesterday becomes official. Three years, $66 million guaranteed. Monster deal. So a little bit of chatter surrounding Julio Jones and whether or not he would truly be available. Well, good news is he looks to be ready to go in that Falcons-Vikings game. So for all the folks out there who are slightly concerned, you need not be because Julio and the Falcons will be ready to go, giving Matt Ryan his full arsenal. Matt Ryan here, look, he was the second-best fantasy football quarterback by points last season. And so if you drafted him, you probably want to go with him. If, though, it is the quarterback position. So in fantasy football, you know, if you're playing in a 10-12 team league, you may have a second quarterback that you like. I would say today is maybe not a terrible idea to turn away from Matt Ryan. Probably one of the only times all year I will be advising this. But with the Minnesota Vikings at home, looking like they're making a bigger emphasis on the run game this year. I could see why you might want to get away from Matt Ryan today. And again, today alone, just because of the fact that the Vikings defense is stiff competition. I will say Matt Ryan, though, year long, they have 13 dome games. If that doesn't set up well for that Atlanta offense, I don't know what does. So this will be one of the 13 dome games. There's only three games all year where they will be outside. So Matt Ryan to me today 
if you're if you have another guy you like, I can understand turning away from him. But for most weeks, week in and week out, I will generally be saying don't turn away from your studs. The quarterback position, though, in fantasy football, maybe the one spot where you would consider looking away from Matt Ryan this week. Chiefs at Jaguars. On first down, takes his back. He's looking. He fires. He's got McCoy at the 30. He's on his feet at the 40. Midfield. 40. 20. He looks. He cuts back at the 10. He's all the way down to the 8. Shady McCoy! That highlight, courtesy of 94 WIP in Philadelphia. I went all the way back to the days when LaShawn McCoy was toting the rock for the Eagles because he's reunited with Andy Reid in Kansas City after he was released by the Buffalo Bills. So what does that mean for Damian Williams? What does that mean for sleeper Darwin Thompson, who a lot of people grabbed off the waiver wire and were intrigued by his possibility? I think it makes everything a mess in the Chiefs' backfield and very difficult to advise starting McCoy today. In fact, I would say if you have a second running back, and and I know those are hard to come by, but a second running back, you feel pretty comfortable about their workload today and you wanted to go ahead and bench Damian Williams, I'm not going to talk you out of that. Nobody knows exactly how the KC Chiefs' backfield is going to shake out right now. Anybody who tells you they know for sure is lying to you. I would garner to say Andy Reid doesn't know exactly how this is going to work out as the season progresses. Right now, I think week one, Damian Williams probably in line to see the majority of the touches, but it's certainly not a 15-plus touch guarantee that a lot of people may have thought they were getting from him when they drafted him. Now, McCoy, I don't think McCoy walks into the backfield and immediately becomes the starter, but he still... He was bad last year for Buffalo, a Buffalo, Buffalo team that offensive that their offensive line really struggled last year. And with Josh Allen as a rookie, there wasn't a whole lot. They weren't very effective offensively. But McCoy still had a burst if you watched him at all last year. And as the season as the season went on, he maybe maybe he was banged up a little bit. Maybe he was it, it just you know the interest wasn't there because he was playing for a very bad Buffalo team. Nevertheless. He still had a bit of a burst last year, and I'm intrigued to see him in the Kansas City offense. Do I think it's possible that by week four or five, McCoy is the the first running back? I do. And so if for whatever reason he's available in your league, go ahead and scoop him up because he's definitely worth having on your bench. But this week, I would shy away from starting him because I don't think he walks in immediately. Damian Williams, again, on the other hand, is somebody who's value takes a huge hit with the addition of McCoy and if if somebody out there is potentially looking to swoop in and try and trade for Damian Williams who's currently on your roster and it's a deal that you're intrigued by I would say I think more likely than not this year when all is said and done LaShawn McCoy is the better value in the Chiefs backfield now he may not be a top 10 fantasy player, but I think when all is said and done, McCoy ends up see, receiving the larger workload. And so if you're a Damian Williams owner, that is truly troubling. And let me play one more highlight for you because this was in, in some way, I, I understand the question I received 
on Twitter, but this one baffles me. Someone asked me, hey, Jeff, should I bench Pat Mahomes because he's heading to Jacksonville against that tough Jaguars Jaguars defense? And here's all I have to say to that. They bring minimum rush this time. Now they're throwing down the field, adjusting the rock card. It's caught by Demarcus Robinson, and he's wide open near side. 20, 15, backpedaling into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. An 89-yard pass, and Patrick Mahomes now has hit 5,000 yards passing and 50 touchdowns in a single season. Only the second player in the history of the National Football League to do so, joining Peyton Manning in 2013. Yes, you heard that correctly. The second player ever to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. He did it on one play last season to uh, nicely tie it in for my highlight there. Look, I, I this is where if you're listening to the show looking for some lineup advice, I will tell you time and time again, you start your studs. Your studs, there may be days where your backup on the bench looks enticing. There may be days when that backup outperforms your stud but I will never I will never advise you to bench a player like Pat Mahomes the clear number one quarterback in the most dynamic offense in the league right now I don't care what defense they're playing I don't care the week they play the Bears in week 16 assuming things the whole outlook of the league hasn't changed drastically in terms of injuries but Pat Mahomes is a must-start, and there are certain players who are must-starts, all of your top running backs. You lock them into your lineup, you set it, you forget it, you don't get cute because you don't want to miss a monster game from a stud. I, I don't care what the matchups look like. There are certain players who are just too good, and I will try and keep reminding you week in and week out which players are just too good to bench. Rams and Panthers. It is Gurley on the handoff, running right stretch play, gets to the turn, corner, turns it back inside, 10, 5, breaking tackles, oh my God. Speed, touchdown, Todd Gurley. My goodness gracious. And Todd Gurley on the touchdown there, ESPN Radio. That is one of those studs right now that I'm talking about that you do not bench. Now, this is a player whose outlook could change fairly quickly after we get a read on how the Rams are using him. I'm sure you've played fantasy football for a long time now. You're aware of the arthritic knee condition that Todd Gurley is dealing with that may limit his workload, that really kind of in some ways sabotaged the Rams postseason last year when he was barely used in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. But all signs point to Todd Gurley being completely, being 100% healthy in terms of what he's going to be able to give the Rams at this point in the season. Now, if we, after week one, we're going to reassess this, we're actually getting some useful information, some useful data today when we see what the Rams actually do. How are they going to work Daryl Henderson into this mix? How much will Malcolm Brown actually see carries when Todd Gurley is healthy? This is what we find out today. I, Based on what we know, though, right now, Todd Gurley and the Rams offense is too explosive not to have him in your lineup. You likely drafted him in the second round, maybe even the first, like I did in a few leagues. You're going to want to start Todd Gurley this week. And if it's for whatever reason, we only see 13 to 15 touches, which to me would be on the low side. I don't expect that. I, I do expect to see more. But if that's all we see, we will reassess where we put him in the running back hierarchy. But 
I will say this. Even if he only gets 13 to 15 touches, he's good enough in the Rams offense because touchdowns are the biggest boom in fantasy football that he is a touchdown rainmaker. And if Todd Gurley is seeing at least 13 to 15 touches, I'm going to be advising you most weeks to keep him into your lineup because that offense, he can go for three touchdowns any week. And we've seen it for the last three years now that Todd Gurley, when right, is great. And if he's out there, you know, how many times the last couple of years have you seen Todd Gurley's week basically be made by halftime? And so I know, you know, We've been dealing with this knee issue all season long, but uh, right now you got to lock him into your lineup because there's there's no reason not to start him based on not knowing anything. And, and if you want to be optimistic, the latest uh, report we saw over the week, uh, maybe Thursday, the Rams are, quote, ready to unleash Gurley. Now, I will advise, always be a little bit suspect uh, suspicious of the reports that come out from the coaches telling you about all the players that are going that look great. Let's watch the game and see how it unfolds. But it's encouraging to hear that from Sean McVay and the Rams that they're ready to unleash Todd Gurley. Giants at Cowboys. They got a slot on the left. They're going to give it to Elliott right up the middle. He's going to walk the dog. That was almost too easy. Elliott defiantly hands on hips, looks into the ground, says, I believe that's touchdown, Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott with the touchdown run there on 105.3. The fan in Dallas. Elliott finally came to terms for the new deal with the Dallas Cowboys on Wednesday, he was ready to go, and all word now is the latest report is that Ezekiel Elliott will be ready for a full workload. He will be ready to eat. I believe the Cowboys will be feeding him 18 to 22 touches easily within range. We may see, I mean, but look, this is week one, and we're in the new era of NFL football where players do not At least the key players generally do not play preseason. So they may need their conditioning. They may need to see a reduced workload in week one, maybe even in week two. But so basically what I'm saying is Elliott's contract dispute should not hinder him in terms of the work that he receives in, in relation to almost any other running back out there that did not play during the regular season. So Ezekiel Elliott owners... No fear. Tony Pollard owners, keep him on your bench. I do not expect for him to see significant carries unless an Elliott injury strikes. Of course, it would be good to ensure you have the Cowboys backfield under lockdown and add Pollard if for some reason someone released him. If you're an Elliott owner, he is probably one of the few running backs that is worth a handcuff these days, especially based on what we saw in the... uh, preseason. Colts at Chargers. For the win, Michael Badgley. He's offsides again. And this one is up and through. It is good. The Chargers win. Michael Badgley from 29 yards, even though the Steelers were offsides again. Alright, you may be asking yourself right now, Meller, Jeff Meller, why are you playing a Michael Badgley highlight? A kicker highlight? Well, It's fantasy football frenzy, folks, and I try and give you all the information you need at your fingertips so you're not caught off guard. And if it did sneak up on you, Michael Badgley, 
unless something crazy happens, is not expected to kick today. Now, I know most people wait to the last round to select their kicker, basically ignore it for the majority of the season, and move on. But this is something you cannot ignore if you did draft Michael Badgley, the Chargers kicker, because he is unlikely to kick today. Listed as doubtful, and again, all word is that uh, Kyle Long, their punter, will be handling kicking duties today. So I would say the encouraging news if you're a Badgley owner is that they have not signed a an actual kicker. So it seems like it may be a, a short-term, you know, one to two-week injury. But at that point, there's no... Michael Badgley is not good enough to carry on your roster. Feel free to go ahead and release him and find the best kicker available on your waiver wire and plug them in today because Michael Badgley will not be available for the Chargers, or at least it does not seem like he will be, again, listed as doubtful. So that is the latest in regards to the kicker news that you need to be up to date on. All right, one more highlight here, and then we will move to your calls here on ESPN 1000 Fantasy Football Frenzy every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. 312-332-3776 if you'd like to get in and uh, have your question answered. 49ers at Buccaneers. Here's the snap to Winston. Looks a fade route toward the end zone. Caught ball. Touchdown. Tampa Bay. Mike Mike Evans. Evans with an over-the-shoulder grab on a perfect throw by Jameis Winston. Fire them cannons. Fire the cannons indeed. Gene Deckerhoff, 98. The Rock in Tampa. Jameis Winston to Mike Evans. And the reason I play that highlight is because Mike Evans, there was a little bit of a concern because... He was suffering an illness that was going around the Tampa Bay locker room. But no fear, word is that Evans is a go today. All right, I'm Jeff Meller. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy here on ESPN 1000. It's your turn. I take your calls. We answer all your questions next right here on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. This is indeed Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller, your host. With you every Sunday morning, starting at 8 a.m. And isn't it glorious? It's a little chill in the air this morning. It is football weather. Gosh, I'm sure if you're like me, you have been waiting for this Sunday for quite some time now. And uh, while the Bears did us no favors here in Chicago in terms of helping that excitement for the season, well, at, at least now we can turn our attention to a full slate of NFL action and not have to worry about uh, the Bears, at least for one Sunday. We will turn our attention back to them on Monday, of course, as we always do here on ESPN 1000. But uh, today, it's all about the National Football League, the other 31 teams around the league, the other 30, I guess, if you exclude the Packers as well. And uh, we are here for you on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. If you have a question, we will answer it for you. And uh, that is how my man, Kenny, dialed us up. Kenny, good morning. Welcome to Fantasy hey. Football Frenzy here on ESPN 1000. Hey, good Sunday and good Sunday. Fantasy good morning to you. Thank you, um, Kenny. All right. Hey, my, my question is I got I got um, PPR. I got Denver's receiver, uh, Humphrey, I mean Hamilton, and I got Randall Cobb, and I got Fitzgerald. And um and, and, I, and Deshaun Jackson from um all right I need one of them all right Kenny so in the PPR format of those guys 
we can, uh, I think, immediately rule out Randall Cobb. It, Larry Fitzgerald, you got, and then you got a pair of Deshauns, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Hamilton. Let's shy away from Deshaun Hamilton, at least for the uh, first week here, see what he does, because you've got Cortland Sutland, you've got Emmanuel Sanders out there. I want to see what Deshaun Hamilton does in Vic Fangio's, under Vic Fangio's, uh, you know, run the ball mentality in Denver before I go ahead and start him. And then you've then it comes down to Djax versus Fitzgerald. Deshaun Jackson still has that game breaking ability, Kenny. I would say if you feel like you need the uh the home run potential, Deshaun Jackson's your play. But I personally in the PPR format, I want Larry Fitzgerald out there, at least for the first uh you know, the first few weeks while we know he's healthy. If uh he starts you know, if he starts popping up on the injury report later in the season, uh, we may change our mind about how we feel about Fitzgerald at that point. But look, even though he feels like he's ancient, Larry Fitzgerald is still, in my opinion, right now the best wide receiver the Cardinals have. And, I, and this is something I wanted to mention. Uh, the Cardinals offense is one of those things where I'm going to be very intrigued to see what we have from them because Cliff King Kingsbury has always been a guy who wants to have the volume out there for you. He, he wants to run a lot of plays which obviously for fantasy purposes bodes well. So if you have a Fitzgerald or a Christian Kirk and you're on the fence about them today, I think it's a good opportunity to put them in the lineup and kind of see how it goes. But uh, I'm very encouraged for them fantasy-wise this year between Fitzgerald Kirk. I like what I see. David Johnson, I'm look, you drafted him in the first round, so you're going to be starting him anyway. But I'm encouraged as well because I think he's a real weapon in the passing game. And David Johnson, I expect to see a lot of receptions, which... While you may be like, I want, you know, I want him to run effectively, the receptions in some ways for the running back are some of the most productive touches out there. So uh, all things for me, at least in terms of what I expect from the Cardinals offense, I think it's going to be very fruitful for fantasy owners. Let's head on out to Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and Dave, who's a regular. What's going on, Dave? Good to have you back this year. Hey. Uh, welcome back, Jeff. Hey, I'm glad to see you saved 25 bucks with uh, on Waddle and Sylvie's Parlay, the Cubs and Bears on Thursday. In, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I try and uh, I try and shy away from baseball parlays because they can ruin you. And, and who knew it? But uh, it was actually the Bears that uh, that let us down there. But uh, you know, just got to be smart with the money, yeah. Dave. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, I got a, a quarterback question here. Uh, I've got uh, Rivers and Goff going today. Um, which one of those two do you, do you like? I do have Cooks and Mike Williams going also. Um, just so happens I happen to get those two quarterbacks with those two guys. And then what do you think, with Antonio Brown started with New England, what do you, what's going to happen with uh, James White, do you think? All right, all good questions, Dave. Uh, let's start off with answering the quarterback one. I'm going to start Goff. I want, you know, him pulling the trigger in McVay's offense, I think, is always a good play. Rivers is one of those, when all is said and done, the fantasy numbers are going to really, going to look really nice at the end of the year. But he right now, without Melvin Gordon in the backfield, uh, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson both splitting some carries. And, and I will say, I do think Eckler probably sees more touches, but I do believe that people out there have, have kind of made him the de facto workhorse back that I don't completely believe he's going to be. I think Justin Jackson's going to see, you know, 10 to 12 rushes. Maybe he'll catch a pass or two. Eckler will be more dy- dynamic in the passing game. But all this is a roundabout way of saying, I want to see it first before, you know, because you have a good option in golf. I want to see it first, how it works without Gordon before you just plug in Rivers. So I would definitely go ahead and use Goff. And then, Dave, your question about Antonio Brown and how does it affect James White? Well, look, if you drafted James White, hopefully you're in a PPR format. He's going to be a valuable player, I think. 
Now, I don't think he'll be as valuable as he was last year. I do think that Brown and Edelman will eat up a lot of targets. It's just It just stands to reason that they're going to see a lot of catches. And that will affect James White's value, but I do think he'll be a serviceable player, but maybe not the guy you thought you were drafting in PPR leagues before Brown got there. Because, yeah, I do think with Brown and Edelman, those those targets will cut in a little bit to James White's productivity. All right, let's head on out to Chicago. TJ has a quarterback question. Hello, TJ. Good morning, good morning. Can't wait for this day to be. Oh, um, uh, you know I it, TJ. I have a quarterback question. Yes. It's going to be... Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins? Since you just said that they have 13 indoor games, mm-hmm. I even went and picked up the, the kicker for the Atlanta also. Matt, just Matt Bryant, right, TJ? Yes, Matt, Matt Bryant, just making sure you got the right one because uh, he was yeah, signed Bryant, right, yeah. right before the uh, season began. No, I like – so, yeah, I talked about this a little bit earlier where today is one of those days where I might consider benching Matt Ryan depending on my – my uh, alternatives, but I'll say this: Kirk Cousins is not one of the guys I'm benching Matt Ryan for. I don't like yeah. the way the Vikings' offense is going to be structured this year without John D. Filippo calling plays under Mike Zimmer. I do expect them to be much more run heavy. I think Delvin Cook will see his fair share of carries, and I think Cousins' stats are going to take a hit this year. I think Adam okay. Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs will still be very good fantasy performers, but Kirk Cousins, I'm a little bit a little bit skittish on right now. And uh, Matt Ryan is definitely, like I said, while I'd be a little bit concerned, Cousins is not somebody I would start over Ryan today. I'd go ahead and lean on Matt Ryan because when all's said and done, I think the uh, the Falcons will be looking to throw a little more than the Vikings today. So, and in that in the same game, it's one of those situations where I could see the Vikings trying to uh, pound out the clock with the run game in order to ensure a close victory, while the the Falcons are leaning on their pass game that is so effective. Let's try Shab on 90. What's going on, Shab? Hey, good. How are you doing? Excellent. So I have a uh, PPR league, and I have uh, Marlon Mack and Emmanuel Sanders uh, for the flex play. And I have Calvin Ridley, and I'm trying to figure out which one of those three would be a good idea. Sure. All right, Shab, I'm going to say this. I would go with Marlon Mack today. I know a lot of people are... Wondering what his true value will be without Andrew Luck. I don't think it's going to be boosted with the loss of Andrew Luck. Anybody who says, hey, they're going to run the ball more because they have to without Luck. The problem is that having Luck back there just ensures more first downs. It ensures your offense is on the field longer, which is more beneficial to Mac. But nevertheless, Emmanuel Sanders is coming off a, a, a an injury that we're not completely sure he's... You know, I want to see him out on the field right now. If you don't have to start Emmanuel Sanders, not a bad idea to turn to an, turn to an alternative and see, you know, how he plays this first week. And uh, Marlon Mack, to me, is a, a player worth starting over Emmanuel Sanders this week. Let's try Joaquin in St. John has a PPR-related question. Hello, Joaquin. Hey, Jeff. Happy NFL Sunday. Oh, happy NFL Sunday to you. Thank you. So I have Mike Williams, T.Y. Hilton, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, and Tyrell Williams. I need to fill two wide receivers and an, a flex spot. Who are you going with? Who do you recommend? So do you? are you saying you need three of those four? Hey, Essentially. Three of five. What's up? Three of the five. Okay. Three uh, of the five. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, I just want to make sure you have three. All right. Godwin I'm locking in because I think – 
I can see very easily the way the Buccaneers are set up under Bruce Arians. I think Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, and Chris Godwin are going to see a huge volume of the targets in that passing game. I don't know if anybody else out there really sees a whole bunch of receptions this year. So I would keep Godwin for sure, lock him in. Uh, Which Williams was it, Joaquin? Tyrell Williams and Mike Williams. Got it. Yeah, so let's let's get Mike Williams into the in there for sure, and then it, it comes down to Eckler versus Tyrell Williams for me. And in the PPR format, I'm going to go ahead and use Eckler. I understand the temptation to use Tyrell Williams with Antonio Brown no longer on the Raiders. It seems like Tyrell Williams will probably step in and be one of the top receiving targets for them. But let's see it before we go out there and just lock him into the lineup when you have good other other options. I think. Against the Broncos' defense, it's not an easy matchup by any means. If anything, you know, if there's somebody you're looking to play off of the Raiders roster now that Antonio Brown is gone, Darren Waller, their tight end. They, he, he was a wide receiver in college. He is a bit of an athletic freak. If he can stay healthy, he may be the biggest benefactor of the Antonio Brown release. So Waller's somebody I'm looking at. If he's not on a roster in your league, that's an actionable move. He's probably somebody I would advise. If you have the roster space, go out and pick up Darren Waller, tight end for the Raiders, because he's somebody who, if he goes off in week one, is going to be one of the first people people are looking at to uh, you know pluck off the waiver wire. And the tight end position is is kind of uh, it's a while there's plenty of guys out there in especially in PPR formats. Joaquin Darren Waller is somebody who could be a very a very nice, I don't want to say league winner, but he may be a difference maker for you in fantasy football this year if uh, if he if he can just stay healthy in a lot of ways. All right, folks, 312-332-3776. We've got one more segment to go. I'll try and get through all your calls here. No promises, but I'll do my best. And also on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R if you want to get a hold of me. Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning. Again, starting at 8 a.m. We'll be here every single Sunday to get you started with uh, your week and uh, hopefully set you a winner. All right, and I've also got a couple of uh, key stat pieces, some information from my boy Jacob Nitzberg. He put together for me. He uh, works at ESPN Stats and Info, is a wealth of fantasy football knowledge, and he's got a few tidbits for me to pass along to you. We'll do that along with your calls next right here on ESPN 1000. What do you mean the phone line is busy and you can't get through? Might want to wake up a little earlier next week. Fantasy Football Frenzy with Jeff Meller on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. All right, here we are. We're back. Last segment, wrapping it up again. If you're just joining us every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. to 9 Fantasy Football Frenzy, helping you set your fantasy football lineup. I am Jeff Meller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. Anything I don't get through today, hit me up on Twitter with your question. I will try and answer it there as well. Although, again, I will give out this uh, this advisory. If you tweet me anytime after 1130, no guarantees I get through it. So, again, I always try and answer as many as I can on a Sunday morning. But uh, if you hit me up too late, you're not going to give me any time to uh, sift through the uh, tweets. So there you go. Again, uh, Fantasy Football Frenzy every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. Let's head on out to my man Mike in Mount Prospect with a receiver question. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, Jeff. Good to hear your golden voice. Uh, Thank you so much, Mike. Good to hear yours. 
Hey, listen, uh, I got Stefan Diggs. I'm concerned. I got a weak uh, bench when it comes to receivers. The only option I got in a PPR league, full point PPR, is uh, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I could, like I said, I'm a little concerned about Diggs dealing with a hamstring injury. He is less than 100%, but he's expected to go per Adam Schefter earlier this morning. So I would say this. If Diggs, assuming he's active, I would use him in the PPR format. Watkins is a big play receiver. I like having him on your bench right now, Mike. But because it's a full PPR, I I feel like the volume for Diggs is just uh, is going to be a little too much to pass up. Watkins, he's just a little too boom or bust for my taste. But I'll say this, Mike: if you feel like you want that, you know, the potential, the big play potential there, then I can see why Watkins would maybe be enticing. But if you just kind of want the sure points, Diggs is the play. Thank you so much. All right. That leaves the line open for you again. 312-332-3776. Let's try John in Waukegan. Hey, John. Hi. You just answered one of my previous questions about Diggs, so I'll just ask, uh, Jared Goff or Russell Wilson? All right. Can't go wrong, it seems like, in that situation. I will say we do have to be concerned about how run-heavy the Seahawks are going to be this year, especially when the game script potentially calls for them to be up, you know, quite big against the Bengals, who look like a bad team this year, especially without A.J. Green. We'll get an update from A.J. Green on Monday. At least that's what we've been promised from A.J. Green about his ankle injury and when he may return. But without A.J. Green in the lineup for the Bengals in Seattle, I expect the Seahawks to be run heavy, which means I'm playing Jared Goff over Russell Wilson because I like the opportunity for that explosive offense the L.A. Rams will be throwing at the Carolina Panthers. Let's try Brian in Portage Park. What do you got, Brian? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've got a half PPR flex question. Yes. I got Patrick Lindsay and I've got Josh Gordon that I'm that I'm aiming at, but I've also got Latavius Murray and Devin Singletary on the bench. What do you think? So, if you uh, Philip Lindsay or Josh Gordon uh, in terms of Murray or Singletary, Murray is going to be, you know, touchdown dependent, which he he may be I'm not going to say he's going to be the goal line back in New Orleans because Elvin Kamara saw his fair share of goal line touches even last year when Mark Ingram was on the roster. Murray's a good goal line runner, and so he will steal some touchdowns. But I, I want to see that first before I even consider putting him in your lineup when you've got some good options. I would say the order would be Josh Gordon first and Philip Lindsay second. I'm a little concerned right now about how much of the workload Royce Freeman, the first-round pick from last year, the Oregon Duck, I'm a little concerned about how much workload he may see and steal from Philip Lindsay. Remember, Philip Lindsay had the wrist injury at the end of last season. He had a monster year, the undrafted rookie. But I do think the Broncos would admit he was perhaps used a little bit more than their liking last season. The He was very dynamic, and I think that might be a situation where less is more. If Lindsay is limited to maybe, you know, 12 to 14 touches, that may be better than potentially using him for the 18 to 20 that he saw last season. Now, maybe not better for fantasy owners, owners, but I think that the Broncos are looking at it as maybe best for them in the long term. All right, last call here before we hit the two-minute warning, and let's try which one looks interesting to me. I'm going to try Jim in Crystal Lake. Hey, Jim, what do you got? I got a quarterback question. I got Josh Allen at the Jets. I got Kirk Cousins at home against the Falcons. 
and I got Andy Dalton in Seattle. I need just I need just one. All right, you know, I actually am intrigued by Josh Allen and his running ability, and I think for fantasy purposes, he would be my play. No way I'm going there, Andy Dalton. But if you're a little bit skittish, Jim, I could I can understand Cousins being the safer play. But I would play Josh Allen. I think that. That running ability is going to be a difference maker for fantasy purposes and maybe uh, the reason that he, I could see him being a top 10 quarterback when all of a sudden done in fantasy football. All right, folks, that noise means we've come upon the two-minute warning here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Again, back with you every Sunday starting at 8 a.m. So uh, if you're just joining us now, make sure you lock it in and wake up early next week. And I will do my best to answer your questions quickly. The remaining callers, Arnold has a flex. He wants to know, should he use Damian Williams or Sterling Shepard? Arnold, I know I'm, I said I was concerned about Damian Williams's workload, but uh, it being the first week, really, that LaShawn McCoy has been added to their roster, I would go ahead and use Williams over Shepard this week. Let's. Ken wants to know, should he start Cam Newton or Drew Brees? You know what, Ken? I know everyone is optimistic that Cam's shoulders are right. But when you've got Drew Brees, I feel pretty good. Drew Brees at home, even though it's a tough Texans defense, it's probably not as tough as it was last year when they had Jadavion Clowney. So I would say I'd use Drew Brees this week over Cam Newton. And then in terms of some of the Twitter questions I got, again, at Jeff underscore Meller, hit me up if you didn't get through. I will try and answer them today on Twitter. Edgar wants to know Eckler or Miles Sanders. You know what, Edgar? I would use Eckler. I want to. Miles Sanders, very explosive, but it's going to be his debut game as a pro. So let's wait a week. Let's use Eckler, who should see his fair number, uh, uh, his fair share number of receptions. Charles wants to know: Should I start Damian Williams or Kenny Galladay? Well, that's a situation in a PPR league. He says I would use Galladay over Damian Williams. Without Patrick Peterson suspended for the Cardinals, I think the Lions could have a big day offensively. Tyler wants to know, full point PPR, need a wide receiver too. D.D. Westbrook or Tyrell Williams? You know what, D.D.? Going to be running out of the slot more this year for Jacksonville. I like D.D. Westbrook here over Tyrell Williams. Again, I like Tyrell Williams' potential upside without Antonio Brown, but right now I'm going to go ahead and use D.D. Westbrook. All right, folks, that's my time for today. Again, Jeff Meller with you here every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on ESPN 1000. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. And go ahead and enjoy that first week of NFL football. I know I will. Thanks, folks.